I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Andy where he's going to share how to achieve great travel on a budget. Hey Andy. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. You are an expert at budget travel and you've obviously traveled to a lot of different places. Can you tell us which countries in Europe or just anywhere in the world that would be perfect for places for people to visit who are on a budget or if they're remote workers? Sure. So everybody's on a budget and you don't want to be wasting money, of course, while you're on the road. So one of the primary factors that plays into how much money you spend is where you're going to travel. And Paris, Amsterdam, London, Dublin, Rome, Barcelona, those are some of the most expensive cities in the world because everybody wants to go there. So, you know, dinners is going to be 25 euros a person. Lunch is probably 15 euros. Most museum entry fees are going to be 15 euros. Um, So very quickly that can add up. And hostel beds are running 35, 40 euros a night for a bed in an eight-bed dorm, if you can imagine. So when you're thinking about traveling to Europe or anywhere, you know, that's a big factor. The further east you go in Europe, so the further you move towards Central Europe, the cheaper it's going to be. Budapest, Prague, Krakow, Slovenia, Croatia, Bulgaria, uh, Romania. These are all places that you can save a good chunk of money and still have a great experience. Uh, a better time, I would argue, in a lot of ways than um, than you would otherwise in, in Western Europe. Central Europe is just so unique. It's more off the beaten path. You can save money on food, definitely on drinks. In Krakow, you can have a, a shot of vodka or a beer for about a and which is something that you wouldn't see in the States and definitely nowhere else in the rest of Europe. So um, you can have a great time and have dinner and, spend, and you know be well on your way to a good night for under $10. So uh, I would say think twice about where you want to go. If you're on a tight budget, stay away from the most popular cities. Another thing to keep in mind is outside of Europe, Latin America is really blowing up. It's really popular. Peru, Colombia, uh, Brazil, is becoming really popular for uh, digital nomads who want to travel and work remotely and uh, live in a cheap place. So if you're able to get paid in dollars or euros or pounds um, and live in pesos, you can really make that lifestyle work much better than you could in New York City, you know, or Boston or Chicago, where rents are so expensive. Picking where you're going to live and spend most time is, I think, one of the most important questions to ask yourself. That's been a really thing for a lot of freelancers because I live in New York City and it's so expensive here. And for a newbie, for a new freelancer to try to make it in New York City, it's just almost impossible. And then most of the time you get really depressed because then you have to go back to your day job and then it becomes downhill from there. But listen to Andy. (laughs) Mm. If you want to survive as a freelancer, at least in the beginning, you really have to go somewhere where it's more budget friendly. And I almost had a heart palpitation when you said a dollar fifty for a beer. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. And like plates of pierogi for two dollars. It just it's like why would you live in a place where you have to spend so much of your budget just to just to live? This is all stuff that I've been kind of focusing on and developing my taste, I guess. And I've been able to pull it off by living in Prague and now Medellin uh, for the last Prague for six years, Medellin for the last year and a half or two years. For two dollars, that's less than what we're paying for for a subway ticket here <laughs> in New York City. I had breakfast delivered to my door here in Medellin this morning. Eggs, um, a little bit of cheese, a, uh, arepa, and a fresh juice for two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents. Um, and it's just like, oh my gosh! And it's beautiful here. People are nice. People are singing and dancing in the streets. Food is delicious. It's sunny every day. There's hiking opportunities. There's not a bad thing about the city except for its smog. Its pollution is is kind of an issue. But beyond that, I mean, it's just such a nice place to spend some time. And that's uh, some I've been really fortunate to, to discover recently. Okay, now we have to go visit you. you you're selling this really well now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I when I walked through this neighborhood, I was like, I've been in a lot of neighborhoods in my day, you know, and this was um, walked through this neighborhood called Loreles. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, this, is, this is the most incredible neighborhood I've ever been in, whether it's Bali or Hanoi or Paris or Budapest or Seattle. I mean, this is such a cool area and zone to learn about. And um, I've been fortunate enough to, to spend more time here. It's always perfect to find somewhere where you feel really comfortable in especially if you're nomadic and is that really hard for you to do is to find somewhere that you just feel at home in? I can adapt pretty well to just about any situation. So what I try to do is I remove my own preferences and expectations about any given city or destination. And then I go in and, and treat it with as a blank slate, if that makes sense. So I try to go in and not expecting anything or hoping for anything. I just go in with open mind. And if I like it, great. If not, then I'll keep moving on to the next place. Um, but certain cities really struck me and certain cities I'm like, I don't need to go back again. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Well, that's good that you always have an open mind and open eyes to everything because otherwise mm -hmm. you'd just be miserable everywhere. If you expect it to be like the United States. Otherwise, you should just right. stay where you're from, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Which app have you used that helped you save money while you're traveling? Google Maps is great. Yelp. TripAdvisor, a great place to do research. Flights, uh, I use Kayak, EasyJet. The app EasyJet is really easy to use. And they, they run a, a bunch of really clutch routes all throughout Europe. So um, I always encourage people to search on all airlines before they narrow down to one. But EasyJet is a great airline that I've worked with for the last few years. Um, another one is XE for XE.com. It's a website that kind of breaks down the different uh, currency exchange rates. So with that, what you can do is you uh, you type in whatever your bill is and you can just make sure that it makes sense to what you've consumed, what you've ordered. So that's something that, uh, that I've used um, since day one. Those are really great advice. They definitely help so much, especially when it's also foreign money and sometimes you spend more because you don't know how much you're spending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before you even go out there and start traveling as a digital nomad or just a backpacker, or whatever type of traveler you are, how much should someone save before they travel? There's no one 
answer to that question, you know. So what's really important is you got to figure out a, a basic daily budget, and that depends on where you're going, of course. Also, general flights. But states to Europe, you can count on about fourteen hundred bucks round trip for a flight, unless you find a good deal, which th- there are tons of good deals out there. And then on a daily basis, it really matters to your spending habits. But if you're going to stay in a hostel, factor forty-five dollars per night for that, um, and about fifty-five to seventy-five a day for sightseeing, local transportation, food, uh, nightlife, and everything else. And then you just multiply out by how long you're going to go for, and be sure to factor in any more budget, additional budget for different transportation legs that you're going to be taking. So uh, you know all those things to consider and keep in mind while you're while you're developing your your itinerary and your budget. Now, what about finding local food that's affordable? Um, ask the locals and figure out where they're going for their meals, because where the locals go, that's where you're going to spend the real local price. If you just stay on the popular touristy places by the Colosseum or by the Eiffel Tower, you're going to be spending more and having a touristy experience along the way. So I just like to um, go cut right to the chase and ask the locals where they like to eat. Honestly, also get really lazy trying to find places. And sometimes it's just easier to ask someone who knows where to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they give you a great recommendation. Maybe they are not a good one, but you can at least try and that gives you a leg up. Once you're there, where can you connect with other travelers? I know a lot of people are also solo travelers and it can be really nerve wracking. Hostels are always very social scenes. I really like hostels for that reason. Um, Number two is get on Facebook and search your city and expats. um, And that immediately taps you into a great network of other people who have decided to move there and who probably share a similar lifestyle. So get on Facebook and just search expat uh, and then the name of your city, wherever it might be. And uh, there's tons of Facebook groups where people are talking about what to do, um, different events or parties or uh, social gatherings, whatever they might be. So um, I would say that's definitely your best place to start. That's the beauty about having social media and the internet now is everything so accessible for all of us. Thank you so much, Andy, for all of these incredible tips. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? You're right. And uh, thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure, Debbie. Check me out at andysteves.com and andystevestravel on Instagram. Happy travels, everybody. Thank you, Andy. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Andy. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Andy where he shares how real-world experiences are crucial to success. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.